0: This is the fifth time three different ministers have refused parole. On three of those occasions, he was, on four of those occasions, he challenged it in the High Court, and on three occasions he won. So on three occasions when his parole was refused, the minister was directed to reconsider his decision after his original decision was set aside. So his record so far is, is, is pretty good, but on the last occasion he applied for parole, um, and reviewed it. The High Court refused. He went to the SCA. The SCA refused again. And now he's in the Concord. And that was argued in February. And the justices are going to deliver uh, a verdict today. I think the real issue is that while the minister enjoys a very, very wide discretion about whether to grant parole or not, he must do so in accordance with some strictly regulated guidelines. Um, what are some the, of those guidelines? Well, it's the kind of stuff you'd imagine, but it um, includes things like the nature of the offense, which is what this one turns on. So it's a very serious offense. But other considerations are the risk of repeat offenses, um, whether or not the person has reformed and what kind of prisoner he is, and whether uh, you know, it's in mm-hmm. the interest of justice that he be released. But, but, I
1: think but what do you me, think, though, is, is behind the denial of his parole? Is it political?
0: Well, you know, typically a person who's been sentenced to life imprisonment is entitled to parole after 14 years. Walush has been in for 29. And the reasons for keeping him behind bars have changed and shifted. We do know that the Hani family has got a very strong view on the matter, as does the South African Communist Party and other civil society groupings that have strongly opposed his release but primarily on the basis that he killed the iconic leader, Chris Heining. Um And it does seem to be a consideration. But I think the justices, you know, are, are, are going to weigh up all of these issues. Um, I think the, the, the cutting question that was asked by the justices at the appeal hearing was, um, if not, if you're not going to release him on parole now, when are you? What are the criteria and when? Can Janus reasonably expect that that he might be released on parole? And there aren't any answers being given to that. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a bit of a toss-up. I don't think it's clear one way or the other. Um, but if you look at the record and the inconsistent conduct of the various ministers over the years, I think he must have a reasonable prospect mm-hmm. of success.
1: What are your views on the two opposing arguments? Because the one from the Justice Minister and Correctional Service Minister, Ronald Lamola, he previously indicated that there's no merit in the argument that his client is under political pressure in considering the parole. But Wallace's lawyers argue that the minister, Lamola, uh, is a political appointee placed in the position by the ANC who is an alliance partner with the SACP. And so it simply makes it very difficult for any minister to make this decision.
0: Yeah, I mean, you can't get politics out of the picture. But if you bear in mind that people like, um, you know, some notorious political killers like Eugene de um and Fabi Barnard, who, who murdered David Webster, um, you know, as, as a kind of some military intelligence type organization, these killers have been released and typically within 13, 14 years. So you ask yourself, well, what makes Wallace so different? Mm. Why is he the only one being refused? Um, And, you know, it's it's, it's fair for the public to ensure that this has to do with the fact that he's the murderer of Tversheim. Yeah.
1: There are others that argue that there are many other prisoners uh, from the PAC and Upla and so forth. They're still rotting in jail and and, and they didn't get uh, parole.
0: Well, I don't think that's true. I think Wallace is quite an exception. As I said, people like Barnard and the Cook were released after 14, 15 years. And there are very few uh, life prisoners who served as long as Walush has. Mm-hmm. And in those instances, you know, the other thing is Walush has been a model prisoner. Mm-hmm. It's not as if he's not, um, you know, he's undergone counselling, he's apologised, he said he's sorry, he's upon, abandoned his his ideology, his far right-wing ideology. Um, it's very difficult to think of any other example of a person who's conducted himself the same way in a service length of um, this length of time. Twenty-nine well, years is a very long time.
1: Now he's now sixty-nine years old. Can he be eligible for elderly parole at least after being incarcerated for, as you say, twenty-nine years? And, but some others would also suggest that why doesn't he just tell the truth?
0: Well. Um, one of the arguments they raised, that in terms of the regulations, if he gets parole at this stage, he'll only be under parole for two years, and then he'll be free to go where he d- goes and you know, live an ordinary life. Um, but, uh, you know, as to the truth thing, you know, these are just conspiracy theories. You know, um, there's, no, there's, no, there's, no, there's nothing to suggest that he hasn't told the truth. Two people were arrested. Two people were convicted. Him and Clive Darby Lewis. Lewis died. Uh, was released on his deathbed. Um, there's no suggestion, you know, to to ask somebody to tell the truth because a conspiracy theory insists that some, there's something bigger behind this. Well, you know, that, that mm-hmm. I don't think has been a serious argument, and I don't think the courts will take that into account.